Hey, Scary Stories listeners, this is Season 3, Episode 1, and let's get on with the episode. Robert the Doll In the late 1800s, Thomas Otter and his family moved into a mansion at the corner of Easton and Simington Street in Key West, Florida now known as the artist's house. The otters were known to be stern with the servants, sometimes even mistreat them. It was the treatment of one hidden servant that provided a twist in the story. This woman was hired to take care of the son of Robert. One day, Miss Otter supposedly witnessed her practicing black magic in the backyard and fired her. Before she left, the woman gave Robert a lifelike doll, which stood three feet tall, had buttons for eyes, human hair believed to be Robert's, and was filled with straw. The doll that resembled a child's were not unheeded and during this time, but this was proved to be special. Robert named the doll after himself and offered dressing in his clothing. Robert the doll became a trustworthy companion. He took him with him on shopping trips into town. The doll had a seat at the dinner table with Robert, would sneak in a bite of food when his parents weren't looking. Robert would even be tucked into bed with the boy at night. Soon this innocent relationship took a strange nature. As soon as Robert chose to refer to him as a middle name, Jean, after being squirreled to his mother, he told her that Robert Doll's name and not his. Jean was often heard in his toy room having conversation with Robert. Jean would say something in his childish manner and responded could be heard in much lower voices. Sometimes Jean would become very agitated, worried. The servants and his mother she would be occasionally burst into her son's covered in the corner with robert sat perched in his chair on the bed glaring at him this was only the beginning household objects would be found thrown across the room jean's toys turned out mutilated and gigglings could be heard whenever these unusual acts took place jean always said robert did it the boy took his punishment but always insisted on blaming was robert as the mischief grew. More and more servants took their leaves as new ones were hired. The artist's relatives felt in the same time to do something. With a recognition of a great aunt, Jean's parents moved Robert from his care and placed him in a box in the attic. This was where he resides for many years. After the death of his father, Jean was willed his boyhood home. He decided to live in the Victorian mansion with his new wife. Jean has become an artist. He felt the house was spacious and would provide a place for him to paint. He went to the attic and dusted off his childhood toys. He became attached to the doll despite his wife's displays. Jean would take the doll along with them everywhere they went. He even sat in his favorite little chair while Jean and his wife slept nearby. 
The turret room became Robert's domain after Miss Autumn moved him back into the attic. Their marriage slowly became sour until Miss Autumn supposedly went insane and died of unknown reasons. Jean followed soon behind. Robert supposedly attacked people, sometimes locking them in the attic. People who passed by claimed to hear evil laughter coming from the turret room. For some time, Robert remained in an empty house by himself until a new family purchased the mansion and restored it. The doll was once again moved to the attic. This pleased it as much as the last time. The doll was often found throughout the house. On a certain night, Robert was found at the foot of the owner's bed, giggling with a kitchen knife in hand. This was enough to send them fleeing from the home. Robert was later moved into East Mountain Museum in Key West, where he sits crouched in a glass box. Despite his new living quarters, the doll has been believed to not have given up his menacing ways. Visitors and employees came to have seen the doll move. He smells. His has known to turn into scowls. One employee cleaned Robert's, turned out the light, and left for the night. Next day, he returned to find the lights turned on. Robert's sitting in a different position than the night before, and a fresh layer of dust has his shoes. Some say he'll never curse you. If you want to take the picture of him, you must ask politely. He'll tilt his head in permission. However, if he doesn't and you take the picture anyway, a curse will be thought you and you and anyone who accomplished with the museum. The same will happen to you if you make fun of him. To this day, Robert has remained in East Mellon Museum in his sailor suit, clutched in his stuffed lion, continuing his menacing ways. The theater. Have you ever heard of the old PC game called The Theater? Yeah, I didn't think so. Probably because many people say it doesn't even exist. You see, The Theater is an old computer game released around the same time as Doom. Today, if you ever find it, it's only available on a terrible booted CD-ROM, which more often than not, don't even actually contain the game. The actual legit copy that they say were released back in the day, which is a blank cover with nothing but a spite of what you since been named the ticket taker. He's simply a poorly drawn, pixelated cousin, bald, with a large lips and a red velvet vest over his white t-shirt. A black pants, he is completely emotionless, though some say that if you smash the disc, you will see his face so angry next time you look at the cover. But this is just dismissed as an urban myth. What is peculiar about the theater, though, is there is no developer name on the jewel case, nor a game described on the back. It is simply the ticket talker on the white backdrop of both sides. The game was initially known to be an independent installment correction. The installment in progress immediately locks the computer when the user reaches the license agreement. Also strange about the license agreement is the theater is that whenever the developer studio is supposed to be named, the text is simply blank. Anyway, most people who have claimed to own the original CD say that the figure on the stall the game by assembly rebooting the computer on a license agreement when the disc is still inside. 
they then promoted to press I agree and start up. Then they continue with the installation. The game then starts up without any introduction, besides a main menu that is simply part of a movie theater, a sanitarium. On the empty city streets, the title fades into then the three menu buttons, new game, load, option, select option, immediately crash, and the game in desktop, load. It is said that the function at all, even if you do have to save the game, nothing happens when you press it. Thus, the new game is only working menu option. Once selected, you are in the first person to view. You are standing in an empty theater lobby with an expansion of the ticket taker, standing in front of a dark hallway, which one only assumes the lead theater themselves. There is nothing to do but look at the poorly drawn, mostly integral movie posters as you approach the ticket taker. When the player moves forward, the ticket taker, a very low quality plays sing. Thank you, please enjoy the movie, along with the speech box saying the same thing. You then walk into the hallway and the screen fades to black. You are back at the empty lobby and do the exact same thing again and again and again. While this may sound literally a horrible game, a number of particular things occur as you continue to play. The number of times that you have continued into the hallway after giving the ticket to the ticket taker before a strange event happens is unknown. Most states that are completely random and you could take anywhere from the first playthrough to the 400. What happens through has deeply disturbed some players. The first occurrence is when the player fades back after the walking the hallway. This time they will notice the ticket taker is completely absent. The player then without another option decides to walk into the dark hallway. The sound clip text mentions material still plays in the absence of the ticket taker. But when the player walks into the hallway, the screen does not fade. It does a pitch black and the walk deeper into the hallway. But the player's footsteps sound and still playing as they continue to push the up button to the keyboard. Those claiming to have played the original game reportedly have felt extremely uncomfortable walking into the hallway interfacing the whole way through the horrible happening. While eventually the player is unable to move forward, there is nothing for the moment before a strange sprite describing as the ticket taker, but with a swirl for a face, appears standing before the player. The original player of the game says the bodies mainly froze up and they stuck next turn they saw this sprite, which has been approximately named the swirl Head man. Nothing happens as the forehead man stands before them. Then suddenly a piercing screech plays as the game glitches out. The last for the few minutes, which is the screeching being continuous. Then the player is averted to returns to the lobby, with the sound graphics being as they should be. The game continuously normal for the next couple of cycles of entering the hallway, with the couple of original players claiming the swirly hand man will briefly appear and disappear in the corner of the screen as Brift. Yep, sound effects. 
then at the same point after being this way, her man, the player sees the ticket taker pacing back and forth, and there was no walking animations. The spread William a completely static, and so he would hope on down slightly as a subject. With the eyes being wide and his mouth open, a slimmer, worried facial expression. Some players noted that the movie posters had been replaced with images of the swirly hand man, which caused them to merely turn the character's head away from the posters and approach the ticket taker. There's another different low sound clip plays, but the speech box contains nothing but a corrupt characters that causes whatever text that would have been in the box to completely be illegible. Due to the extreme low quality and sound, it is debated by players what exactly the ticket taker says at the point. Throughout the wide agreement, they, he says, never reach the other levels. Then he screen fades out once again and returns to players back to the starting point of the lobby. But the ticket taker is gone and the hallway is blocked, but a large brick wall spreads. Touching the brick wall will immediately crash the game and that all there is to it. No one knows the other levels or, or how they gain the access to them. No, it's known to why this really had meant causes such acute fear in those who have played and seen him. All the original copies of the theater have either been lost or destroyed, but the creepiest part is the fact that all the original players of the game claim to occasionally see a brief glimpse of this really had man out of the corner of their eyes. Wow, those two stories were so creepy. Rob with a doll, a menacing doll, and an old computer game, which is said to have scared people really bad. Well, I hope you guys don't ever have to see Rob the doll and get cursed by him. And I'll see you guys in my next episode.